This is Markin Out Out. called All Elite Wrestling. And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of The Wednesday Night Wars, the ongoing saga for brand supremacy on Wednesday nights between NXT and AEW. Welcome to this weekly episodic podcast on the Marking Out Online Listening Experience Network. You can go to marketout.com, rate, review, and subscribe on all of your major podcasting applications. Uh, social media-wise, facebook.com slash marketout, twitter.com slash marketout, youtube and instagram.com slash marketout11. Email us, marketout1 at gmail.com. Uh, and thank you so much to everybody that bought merchandise during the big Black Friday sale at prowrestlingtees.com slash marketout. We truly appreciate that. Uh, we're heading into year nine of com, so go there, check that out. It's a little outdated, so we got to update it. If uh, WordPress would let us upload episodes. But that's neither here nor there. My name is Chris. You can follow me on Twitter at ChrisSweenDog. I'm also here with Brandon, who you can follow on Twitter as well, at BTTG161. Brandon, how you doing? I'm doing awesome as always. Spectacular. Uh, yeah, I, I contacted, I think, it was, I think they were telling me it was a server issue, as in like a GoDaddy issue. And I contacted okay. them, and they said they'd call me back in during the day, and they never called me back. So all right, so then you have to complain. We're, you know, we just spent a lot of money. We can we can go to Podbean and host our podcast there, but blah 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 blah. They'll probably be like, all right, we'll go. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we'll start off with AEW Dynamite this week because you start off with in-ring action as the Young Bucks and the natural Dustin Rhodes decked out into his own superkick party uh, gear. It's like, a, how, how long do you think he's been sitting on that gear for? Or did Probably Sandra did Sandra make that in the back right before the <laughs> the match? Yeah, hey, can you just stitch some stuff onto this black... Uh... That's what, I think that's what they... Like, I feel like that's what they do. Whenever we see like clips of them on like Total Divas, they're like working last minute to get every like rhinestone set and everything. It seems. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, but they picked up the victory over the Inner Circle, that uh, being uh, uh, proud and powerful, and Sammy Guevara. Um, so something I didn't. Uh, I don't think we mentioned it last week when they did the the triple the well the double super kick and Dustin did a big boot. Yes, I thought Dustin was going to also hit a super kick. But I liked this week when they did uh, Shattered Dreams and yes, in they the corner. did the super kick. Yeah, I thought that was cool. But I, you know what? The only person that really stuck out to me in this match was Dustin Rhodes. Um, the Young Bucks did their same shtick. It was kind of, uh, you know. And also, I'm kind of disappointed because I think I, I'm kind of tired of a Canadian Destroyer not ending the match. But that is the world that we live in yeah i don't i just i don't know i I know uh i'm pretty sure uh scott dawson complained about it with dijakovic oh really yeah i think so but you're right that is the that is the wrestling world we live in where yeah all moves no sell yeah that's it 
Um, that's it. But Sammy Guevara, you know, trying to go for these super big indie spots while t- live tweeting and stuff like that. Like, geez, man, one, two, three, and the Young Bucks go home. Everyone goes home happy. Uh, next match, you had Trent Beretta. Well, not they, they called him Trent, <laughs> but he used to be called Trent well, Beretta. Jim Ross called him Trent Beretta, but yep, uh, having a loss. To Phoenix, Phoenix, Ray Phoenix, whatever they're calling him. Um, this was a great match. I really enjoyed this. Um, again, they're giving more. They're giving Trent another opportunity to shine, being a uh, singles competitor. Being a singles competitor, yeah. My one complaint about this is not the match itself. I thought the match itself was really good, but was commentary, which also we. It didn't even mention the fact that commentary and the ring mic and the crowd sound was all off Yeah, during these first two segments. Normally, the ring mic is always, like, super loud where it's very distracting for me. But, like, this week, it was, like, I've never heard it that loud before. And at one point, all you heard was commentary. You didn't even hear, like, the, the crowd. Yeah, true. <clears throat> but in regards to this match, I forget who said it. I want to say it was Excalibur called this the match of the night and said that everybody so he basically calls this the match of the night, whatever. I forget if he said anything after that, but do you think that buries the match that came before it and everyone else that comes after? No, I don't think all. a commentator should say like call what a match of the night was. I think that like, I don't know. I think that's not something that they should do. Why do you say that? Cause then it's like not playing favorites or whatever, but because a commentator is supposed to be somewhat neutral. Okay, true. I could see so that. So if I'm like, oh, this match, like, you're not like, oh, good luck topping this. Like, you guys all suck. And that <laughs> match beforehand sucked. You're not going to live up to this match. And it's like, I don't know if you should be saying stuff like that. I don't that. know. But, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't think that was the match of the night. Uh, but, you know. Next up, after this, you come out to uh, a Cody Rhodes uh, promo with Tony Schiavone. Putting everything on the line. Putting his shoes. His, his watch. <laughs> his car. A bunch of fake money that he well, gave to some although, kid. Well, one of them. One of the hundreds might have been real. Yeah, one of the hundreds might have been real. Um, talks about the Butcher and Blade ambushing him next week. But he's more focused on MJF. Yeah. But, like... I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I want to see that like their big, big events. What do you think? Well, I, I don't know when we would. I, maybe we'd see that during uh, Bash of the Beach or whatever. Okay. That could be it. Um, no, they wouldn't put that at Bash of the Beach. Well, what else would they, what else would they have? I don't know. Because keep in mind, I don't think they have, um... I don't think they have a show in two weeks, if okay. I'm not mistaken. One, two, no, three weeks, because that's the night before Christmas, or it is Christmas. I don't know what the days are. It's the 24th, uh, 25th. So I think that's okay. Christmas, right? The 24th, yeah, I don't think they have a show. It's Christmas Eve. Yeah, no, Christmas, no, no, 25th, yeah. the, the 25th. Okay, my, my, my apologies. Yeah, so um, I, I don't think they have a show... That night, good. I think well, it might just like be a, like a highlight. No, they can't do that because TNC has twenty four hours of a Christmas story. 
Oh. So they can't even... No, it ends at 8 o'clock, I think. I don't know. Regardless, this one, ProWrestlingTees.com, slash marking out. Um, also, uh, and- uh, Cody calling out uh, <laughs> Damian Priest. He didn't call out Damian Priest. <laughs> I mean, if Damian Damian Priest is the only person that's doing Crossroads on the other channel, the other brand, the other network, and he's he's saying how bad uh, MJF's Crossroads was, then he's clearly calling out Damian Priest over the move. There's no way he's not. So. I don't know. Don't know, Brandon. Don't know. Anyway... Next up, after this, you had a nice little vignette. Things that they, they're starting to do now that they didn't do in the beginning of AEW. Yeah. They're starting to give people backgrounds and stories and stuff like that. And this great, cool promo with Dark Order. You know, some internet warrior pledges his uh, allegiance to the Dark Order. Um, another guy comes in and says he doesn't have any friends and wanted friends, and they beat him up. <laughs> so it's cool. I'm I'm digging this. I'm about it, it. It all still feels a lot like, even though it may not be anything like it, it just feels a lot like Mr. Robot to me. Yeah, you were saying that. You said that last time, too. Which comes from the other network. <laughs> uh, after this, you had a squash match, essentially, with Nia Rose pick up the victory over Leva Bates, then powerbombing her through a table, um, then powerbombing, what's her name, Shauna? Yeah, Shanna. Shanna through a table, powerbombing the referee through a table. Um, I probably got that in the wrong order, and I apologize Shh. about that. Um, Nia Rose has now been suspended for the rest of 2019. Yeah, so. uh, which I don't think they were using. I mean, when was the last time we saw Nyla Rose on TV prior to this? I don't know. Uh, they, I, I don't get their thinking process with uh, some things because during this segment they just had randomly sitting in the crowd Britt Baker yeah, parodying what she did at NXT TakeOver War Games and Excalibur goes oh that's Adam Cole's girlfriend <laughs> yeah and that's just like to me like I don't know if you could hear this or not but that's a face palm if I've ever seen a face palm <laughs> for me at least how do people might have like I, um, you have any thoughts on that? <laughs> I mean, they got to show Britt Baker. She's supposed to be like, you know, yeah, but at the forefront of your division. To do an exact carbon copy of what was seen on NXT War Games. Yeah. Hey, listen. And it's to have war. commentary have the same commentary line as War Games. Yeah, I, that's mm, that's. I mean, to me, that's something that was embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I feel you on that, but I don't really care. I mean, it, it was again. They have to start building up people, and this is the right way to do it. Now, when you bring Nyla Rose back at the first uh, AEW event of 2020, you make her a beast. You show this. Oh, yeah, she got suspended for you know the last month of the year for powerbombing a referee and stuff like that. It's a good way to start building her up. Which, they the same thing, I mean, they kind of have the same deal going on with, uh, is it uh, Jimmy Havoc? 
Yes. Where not that he's suspended or anything, but he'll be fined what twenty thousand dollars or whatever, ten thousand dollars every time he uses uh, a stapler or whatever yes. it was. And we haven't seen him since that incident. I think he did it again this week, if I'm not mistaken. I where? I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm, I thought I saw him. I like, definitely take don't a recall seeing him. I don't okay, recall maybe, seeing him on. Maybe, maybe it was <laughs> on dark, but maybe I don't know. I'll have to ask Mr. Hack. Anyway, next up after this, if I could pull up my notes properly, was Chris Jericho. Maybe the one of my lexicon. I, I, you're jumping the gun. You're jumping the gun here. I had to. Yeah, Chris Jericho, type, you know, popping off how he's the best. How nobody good has come from Champagne, Illinois, and then the Tony Khan chant starts. Um, you know, putting himself over. Oh, is he from? Is he from Champaign, Illinois? Yes, I believe so. Oh, he's from the Chicago funny. area. That's really funny. Says uh, they've sold 12,000 bottles of a little bit of the bubbly. You can get yours on a little bit of the bubbly.com. Do you buy that? Uh, yeah, I do. That that it's means like, 6,000 people purchased. At least 6,000 people. I, well, I not at least. To... That's not true because you could, there were different options. If you were one person buying, wanting one bottle, you had to buy at least two. Yeah, they made like a package deal. Yeah, and like that was like forty bucks, forty six bucks, or something like that. But anyway, um, Chris Jericho saying the powers of B are making him fight for the AEW Championship one more time this year, and he has made not a list because that's copywritten by the WWE. He has made the lexicon of Le Champion, and every other person was Moxley, which I found very funny. I liked also that uh, yeah, it was kind of like me with. <laughs> The episode that I hosted by myself, Justin Gabriel, getting okay. all those shout-outs. But I, I liked Excalibur saying, I, I don't think Chris Jericho knows what lexicon means. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait. Did you actually say that you like something that Excalibur did? Well, I just thought it was funny because he was calling Jericho out on – like, how dare you call – how stupid of Excalibur to call Jericho out. Yeah, true. <laughs> But yeah. this this list, man, this lexicon, I'm uh, was very very thrown by for at least two of the names. Yeah, I know Paige Alan Jones, whose actually real name that I didn't know until right today, is um, AJ, Styles. AJ Styles. Uncle Alan. Uncle Alan. Well, I I know him as Uncle Alan. I don't know him as it. Uh, Alan you know, Jones. Yeah. Alan yeah. Jones. Alan Jones. Yeah, I just I, I was very it was very weird that. Of all the people, of all the names, I guess. I mean, Paige could obviously be any other sort of Paige, but in wrestling, we only know one person named Paige. With like, if if you're saying Hangman Adam Page, that's one thing. If you say Diamond Dallas Page, that's another thing. You say Paige here. Yeah, that's the only Page that we know singularly. Yes, absolutely. Um, but he's looking for somebody to fight, and Jurassic Express comes out. So. Yeah, which I I liked everything that came from this segment. I thought uh, everything with the Jurassic Park Express was good. Yeah, I thought I thought uh, Luchasaurus shined out, you know, because they make fun of him. It's like you can't even talk. He's like, well, actually, yeah, <laughs> I popped huge for that. I liked when they were like, look, Marco Stunt might not be uh, a normal size for his age, and then Jericho goes, Marco Stunt's not a normal size for any age. Yeah, I thought that was funny. 
It was. It was good. Um, and just ended with, you know, a fight between Jericho and Jungle Boy. Looks like uh, next week we'll get Jungle Boy versus Jericho. So is that going to be for the title? Or... I believe so. So how does, like, how do rankings factor into this? I don't know. Because he's 0 and 8. Yeah. And he, he gets a, one match. and he gets a title Imagine shot. Imagine he wins the AEW title. That'd be <laughs> there. I, I, mm, or somebody like he almost wins and he gets like a, it's like a DQ finish. Yeah. The dusty finish. Soul, Soul train comes out and then that leads to the next episode. Soul train versus, versus jungle boy <laughs> for the AEW title. Not for the AEW championship. I'm just saying like, Cause I, there's no way Jericho's losing the title next week. No, absolutely so, not. So you have Moxley's going to get involved somehow. Oh well, Moxley would get involved. Yeah, oh yeah, Moxley, Moxley. Uh, yeah. Uh, next up, cue it right now, Chris. Chris's match of the week. Chris's match of the week. Match of the week. I know. I th- I know you're probably scratching your head at this one, Brandon, huh? Um. Not necessarily. Because Chris Statlander picks up the huge, 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 huge upset victory over number one contender Haraku Shida. Hikaru. Shida. I'm sorry. I'm really bad with this stuff, guys. Um, I thought this match was great. And she's now officially signed to AEW. When did that happen? Um, Somebody, I think, from Sports Illustrated tweeted it out. Today? I believe so. Good. I was about to say, sign her as one of your... You know what? Because they hyped up Allie, and they hyped up Britt Baker. But, like, they weren't cool about getting over. I think last night, Chris Statlander, within, like, one match, got herself super over in AEW. People are going nuts about it. She is awesome. Yeah, I think Statlander and Hikaru Shida add so much. They add so much to the women's division that's, like, non-existent, in my opinion. Yeah, and like she's got this different look to her, the whole alien gimmick. It's fantastic. I still don't understand why, like storyline wise, she like challenged. I guess maybe because Hikaru Shida was the, the number, number one, one contender, contender, and they were but... saying that a lot during the match. Number one contender, and I was legitimately really excited about this. Afterwards, I was like, she hit the whatever the Big Bang Theory, um, and then all of a sudden she got the win. I I screamed. I was like, ow. <laughs> I was like, big upset. Yeah, it's big. it's cool to see talent from Long Island go out and make it in. I mean, AEW's like not not number one, but right up there. Yeah, no, I agree. It's cool every week. We well, not every week, but some sometimes we get to hear Plain View, Long Island, New York with yeah. MJF. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. So, and I, I, there's almost another WWE reference in this one, Brandon. I. There, they're Don't. like, oh, the creative pro academy. I was just waiting for him to drop uh, Pat Buck and Kurt Hawkins name. Oh, that'd be funny. That'd be dual WWE references. Yeah, but awesome. But it, it, during this match, I was disappointed with the well, not even that's not just this match throughout the whole night and throughout uh, the existence of Dynamite. Their uh, commercial breaks are so bad. I don't sort of say they're bad. They're they're trying to give you – it's not like WWE where, like, they know when there's going to be a commercial break and they'll go yeah. to a rest hold. Like, I found that 
really annoying as well because you have Naya Rose powerbombing people through tables. During, I want to see that stuff. You want to hear that stuff. That's the stupidest thing. Like, that makes no sense how they have that during a commercial break. It doesn't make yeah. any sense. And like you said, you want to hear that stuff. Yeah. No, if, I agree. If somebody's getting put through a table, two people getting put through, like, the same table or whatever, that makes no sense. And my favorite spot of that, that Sheeta does is the, the chair gimmick. Yeah. Why am I going to try and squint into a little box to see her maybe hit the knee? Yeah, no, I I agree. I and agree. Then, and every but... time, every time they cut to commercial, Jim Ross is like, "Oh, don't you worry, picture in picture." <laughs> We're gonna give you that picture in picture gimmick, um, which is something but... I always hated about WWE because I like you can't expect me to well, like, "Oh, State Farm, save on State Farm." You can't expect me to pay attention to wrestling when somebody's yelling in my ear about State Farm insurance or or a she shed or something like that. Yeah, no, I agree. Yep, for sure. For sure. But anyway, Chris Lander rules. After this, Brandy Rose and Awesome Kong come out and looking to maybe align themselves with this newly formed Nightmare Collective, as they say. Um, and then you have a plant come out. They were going to beat up uh, Statlander and take her hair, but then a plant comes out. Who I who do you know who this wrestler was? If Dave was here, I... who, who you can follow on Twitter, Dave the Rave underscore M.O., um, he would know who this person was. They they're a member of the Straight Edge. It's the Straight Edge Society. <laughs> yeah, it it's very reminiscent of the Straight Edge Society and um and a mixture of what Karma was doing in WWE in her her stint. But I thought this was so stupid. First of all, the the promo was I think awful by Rhodes. I don't think it. It was like it, big words. It sounded words. like she was performing slam poetry <laughs> in like a weird, the weirdest rhythm I've ever heard. Like I'm gonna do this and that. Now we're gonna go here, like William Shatner, almost talking like this. Wow, promo. Where to like the point where I was like, she and Charlotte Flair might be two of the worst promos in. <laughs> In wrestling today. And then what I didn't like was the fact that AEW themselves tweeted out and tagged the woman. And if you go to the woman's account, she's a worker. Melanie Cruz. Melanie Cruz, that's who it was. And I saw somebody argue saying like, oh, Brand, like somebody like, oh, they've been like, she's been obsessed with hair for months, blah, blah, blah. And they were like, somebody compared it to the straight edge society. And she goes, or whoever, not a she, but they, they said, Oh, it's nothing like the straight edge society. She didn't cut off all her hair. You look at the picture. The woman is bald now. I think really. Yeah. She cut all of her hair. I, I don't think it like, I'm trying to like, I don't think it's like combed over or anything like Nakamura, or like just half shaved or something. I think it's just fully shaved. Well, chicks are now part of the side shaved thing. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like she had very long hair to the point where I don't think it's a, a half shaved head. So it's very reminiscent. If you were to combine karma in WWE plus straight edge society you get this 
Especially yeah. even more so because the woman's like, I want to pledge. Shave yeah, my no. head. Take I my re- hair. Yeah, I know. That's what I said. I was like, oh, my God. It's sh- I, I just said to myself, like, it's the Shredder Society. Yeah. And there's, there's like no denying that. Absolutely no denying that whatsoever. You can't. Yeah. For sure. Anyway, uh, let's continue on because next match is the uh, – I feel like you should have saved this for a big pay-per-view. I mean, Pentagon Jr. picks up the victory over Christopher Daniels. But, like, again, this is, like, there's story behind this. Like, there was storyline, you know, he was supposed to be in the tag tournament, and then he got knocked out by Pentagon Jr. Like, this could have been a nice build to a solid match. I thought Christopher Daniels was going to pick up the victory, but Pentagon picks up the victory in this one. Do you think him missing the... The moonsault was like a legit thing? No, I think that was a pure botch. You think that was like a yeah. legit botch? You don't think yeah. it was like – because the commentary kind of sold it like nerve damage or whatever? No, he – they sold it really well. Because that, that was yeah. super bizarre to me. And also, why did we get zero explanation as to why the ramp was all of a sudden connected to the ring? Yeah. There was, <laughs> I can't believe we didn't even talk about that yet. They have like an ECW-esque – ramp this week to the point where i questioned i said to i i texted my friend i was like has the ramp always been like this and i just haven't noticed and him who watches it every week texts back i i don't know lol and then i went and looked it up i was like the answer by the way is no it's never been like this yeah that was so weird and that's why like a part of me thought it was like specifically for that spot but maybe yeah. not. I don't know. Not? No, Pentagon picks up the victory here. Do we see uh, another one? A best out of two, two out of three series between these two? Um, I don't know. I don't. I definitely don't think that feud is over just right, right now, right quick. Yeah. All right. Cool. Nice. Another prompt. We talked about it. We didn't talk about it last week. Do we have a show last week? Yeah. We did. All three of us were here. That's right. Um, Butcher and the Blade. This week, getting a little vignette with uh, Allie, the bunny, leading off, saying that they're here to cut the head off the snake. So they're going after Cody Rhodes. Do you think they could be aligned with MJF also? Um, I don't. Or do you think, think like, so. Wardlow is his, like him being the heavy is enough? Yeah, I think that's just you don't need to overcrowd it. Yeah, they're here to inject a lethal dose of poison. Is that what the promo said? Because I saw somebody else tweet that. No, it said uh, we're here to cut the head off the snake. Okay. That was the last thing they said. It was. It wasn't the strongest of uh, of vignettes or promo segments. I thought it was pretty but, cool. But yeah, it at least introduces more. Like it did a better job this week than last week. Okay, I can see that. Um. Yeah, and I feel like maybe they should have hyped him up with the promo first, rather than them get absolutely no pop whatsoever which is yeah a shame shame next up your main events as the bad boy joey Jadella fails to pick up a victory over john moxley uh john moxley moxley still the number one contender nice wrestling match here cool kind of hardcore spots i like the ddt that uh, Jadella did to the outside of the ring um also john moxley hit what they called whatever his finisher is. 
to the, the middle rope I thought was cool. The paradigm shift? Yeah, I, I don't quite think it was that, but they they that's what commentary called it as when he did it onto the, the second turnbuckle from the top yeah, yeah, rope. Yeah. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and then afterwards, Inner Circle comes out of the crowd and just taunts him. Everything continues on. Also, uh, another gripe that I have unrelated to this is that three people in the company use lights out entrances. What do you mean? Like... Oh, Cody. Well, the lights go out and they come back on. Yeah, and Karma, or Awesome Kong and Brandy, and then uh, and then Sean Spears. That's right. That, to me, I think that's an overdone thing. All right. All right. Next up, we get the Butcher and the Blade making their AEW entering debut against Cody Rhodes and QT Marshall. And you got a Texas street fight because there's some random, somewhere randomly in Texas. And the Young Bucks will be facing off against Pr- Proud and Powerful. So Does it yeah. give who they are? What do you mean? Who is Proud and Powerful? Santana Ortiz. Oh, right. That's their taxi name. Got to remember that. Got to drill that into my head. Used to hear in LAX. Yep. Yes, you are. And let's start off NXT. Um, you started off with Killian Dane running to the ring, asking to fight somebody because he was supposed to fight. Who is he supposed to fight and they were injured? Uh, Damien Priest? Maybe. That yeah, could be it. It was Damien Priest. Okay. But anyway, Pete Dunne answers the challenge and is unsuccessful with beating Killian Dane. So, nice solid match to start the show off. It's. Do you think they should have started with this? No. Or do you think they should have started with the the next? What happened next? Um. Hmm. What's next, Brandon? The Keith Lee and Undisputed Era. No. Again, what do I talk about? They have each other's playbooks. Oh yeah. Hey, guess what? They both started off with a solid wrestling match. I feel like the star power on the first AEW match had, had, was more because he had the Young Bucks in there, and the Young Bucks are AEW. But start off with solid wrestling, and then go into everything else. I would have liked these two switched. Okay, agree to uh, I I agree with you to some extent, but I understand. But you have a big uh, in rig promo. Without disputed error, we talked about it. Keith Lee comes out, beats up people. Everything goes nuts. It's Monster yeah. Champa runs out, and uh, yeah, yeah. What well, else say Adam Spain? Cole, Adam Cole called out Finn Balor, and Finn Balor didn't show up. It was Keith Lee. Yeah, it's great. Um, so yeah. Next up, you had Shayna Baszler picking up the victory over Zia Lee. I thought this was going to be like a quick, uh, enha- not enhancement talent because Zia Lee's not enhancement talent, but I thought it was going to be a quick match due to Shayna Baszler being champion and, and her being the submission magician. Yes. But it actually was not, and I was very surprised that this was, like, I, I was very impressed with this match. Yeah, absolutely. Shows you the depth, depth of the women's division. You had the Forgotten Sons picking up a victory over Adrian Alanis and Leo Ruff. Leon, Leon Ruff, excuse me. Uh, this coming from these guys coming from Evolve. Which this I marked out big time for because Leon Ruff, Dave and I saw him uh, wrestle 
whenever we saw him wrestle at that Evolve show. Yes. Uh, probably last year. And he, like, he's so good that I was, like, looking forward to this match so much, but then it just, like, turned into an enhancement talent match. And I didn't think it was going to be one of those because of how much they built up. Like, oh, they're, these are two people from Evolve. They're from the, the stable Skulk. And that, but then they just got defeated, so. Yes, yes, they did. But it was still really cool that they're billing them as what they are on the independent circuit, as Evolve superstars, as Skulk. So, I thought that was cool. And yeah. also, that chokeslam that Leon Ruff took from Jackson Riker yeah. to the outside, that's, like, ridiculous. Hey, listen, try to try to see if you can get a job, so you're going to take whatever bumps you can take, right? I guess so, yeah. Sometimes uh, you just want to be pushed out of a Nelson, I don't know. Yeah, sometimes you do. Or That's sometimes it. you sometimes... want to be pushed into a Nelson. It's one or the other. Uh, anyway, next up, you had a match between Dakota Kai and Rhea Ripley. That just didn't happen. Because, again, pandemonium in the women's division. You have the horsewomen and Shayna Baszler come out. Uh, gets all sorts of nasty. Well, the match was supposed to be Rhea Ripley versus Dakota Kai. But Mia Yim stepped up and said, and they took that brawl backstage. Yeah, it just went all over the place. Yeah, and then obviously Rhea Ripley got taken out by the other three. But Yeah, pandemonium and chaos. And then she announced that uh, she's going to be defending that title against Rhea Ripley in two weeks. Where? At, at NXT. Oh, yeah. On on TV? Or on, uh, yeah. Is there a takeover coming up? No, no, TV. All right, cool. The, the next takeover's in February. That's right. It's the standalone well, one? actually, I think the next takeover's in January, which is UK, and then... I think January. And then standalone in February for, for this... For, for this United States division. But speaking of the NXT UK division... Commentary said it. A little taste of uh, Worlds Collide here in this next segment. Matt Riddle picks up a victory over the returning Cassius Ono. Yeah, Cassius Ono saying he's the best wrestler now. Big time pop for Brit- British wrestler. Yeah, I was pre- I was stoked about this. And it's it's really cool because if you think about it, it just like makes sense that he's on the UK brand because yeah. of how much he's like how similar he is to William Regal. And like the the style wise, yeah, and everything. No, I hundred percent so agree. Like, yeah, so it was really cool. And then uh, I I don't know how worlds collide is going to work, but Matt Riddle did pick up the victory in this match. After this, you had Kushida making his return, picking up a victory over Cameron Grimes, who was supposed to be Raul Mendoza. Good to see Kushida back in the ring. Yeah, they aired that promo earlier in the night for like his return. Really, I was like, I was really, like, really hell well yeah. Shot. I was like, hell yeah, Kushida's returning. And then it says, tonight. I was like, hell yeah, he's returning tonight. That's what's up. I wasn't expecting that at all. Yeah, I know. And Big I liked, I, it was kind of goofy, the, the setup where our, all uh, Trevor uh, Cameron Grimes has to do is take out Raul Mendoza, and then he's like in the match. Like the yeah. bell, the bell, basically the ref has the bell ring and commentary is like, oh, we're, we just got confirmation that this match is going to be a match. And it's like, yeah, obviously the, match, the referee just rang the bell. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Good to see Kushida back in the ring. Uh, and then your main event of the evening, Keith Lee, Donovic... I do this every week. Dominic Dijakovic and Tommaso Ciampa pick up the victory over the Undisputed Era. 
Uh, Finn Balor comes out. You know, it gets crazy at the end. Keith Lee gets the pin over the NXT champion for the victory. So putting some stock in Keith Lee here, which I like. and I like after- that, that one spot, that which like is now like a really heavily retweeted gif of sorts, I guess, would be Keith Lee just popping up behind Finn Balor. Yes. Just got this smirk on his face. And he took him out. That was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But after this, uh, William Regal comes out and says that next week it's going to be Tommaso Ciampa, Keith Lee, and Finn Balor in a triple threat match for the number one contender. For the NXT Championship. Brandon, going into next week, who do you think is going to be the winner? Where's Dominic Dijakovic from this match? I don't know. How did he not get placed to this match? He was part of this match, too. Yeah. Um, It's very difficult to not say uh, Prince, but I I don't know. Keith Lee is like... He's got some clout behind him right now. Yeah, I'm thinking maybe Keith Lee in uh, 2020 might be looking very good on him. Yeah, no, I agree 100%. I feel like he had his coming out party at Survivor Series weekend, with, uh, you know, especially in the Survivor Series match itself. So I think they're like, okay, we kind of have to run with this now because this guy is real good and he's like pretty over. Is the match next week or is, I think, is it two weeks from now? What? I think both matches, the title matches, are in two weeks or no? No, I don't know. They didn't say. I think they might be in two weeks. Okay, maybe. I don't know. Oh, uh, never mind. Okay, yes. The the number one contender match is next week. The The title match is ne- is two weeks. Oh, that's Just silly. like Rhea Ripley and Shayna Baszler. I guess, I guess because that's the last show of the year. Which Maybe that's why they're trying to make it a big show. So, like, the final hit of, like, the ratings at the end of the year is a- NXT on top over AEW. I wonder what they're going to do on Christmas. They're not going to have a show. They'll have a best a of. compilation or something. Yeah, they'll do a best, best of, of that week, and they'll do a, a best of uh, on the first, and then they're going to come back swing on the eighth. You could uh, you can now vote. The voting is open for the uh, NXT year, year-end year awards. Oh, yeah? I have to take a look at that. But, uh, in well, we didn't even say it at the beginning of the show. Um, last week, we didn't have ratings because of the holiday weekend. Right. Um. NXT beat AEW last week, but most importantly, they both got beat by Frosty the Frickin' Snowman. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And this week, by Marginal Hair, AEW's back on top. I thought they were great, both wrestling shows. Not a lot of, like, promos and stuff like that. I mean, yes, you had the Brandy Rhodes one, you had the Cody Rhodes one, but that was essentially it. Cool, short vignettes in there, which is cool, and and NXT's a straight wrestling show. So both of them are great shows. It's just what Apple's I, I think. I just think everything on on NXT always makes sense. Yeah. No. Well, they have longer vesting you know, storylines and stuff like that. You have to remember, AEW still trying to build itself. Yeah, but they also. I, I don't think. I, I. I don't think AEW has writers. Hey, producers. I think who's writing the the material? It's them themselves. No. I am not too sure. So I have no idea, but. We'll continue thinking about that until next week, because, uh, I don't know, you do a show next week? I'm not going to be here for nine days. Oh, you're not? No. You dropped that, uh, dropped that on me live on air. You've known this. <laughs> I did? Yeah. All right, well, so let's, let's go home and... Uh, oh, I was we'll, not aware of this? 
Yeah, you were aware. Your you posterior better make a phone call or whatever it was. Anyway, now thank you, you for listening to the Wednesday Night Wars uh, episode eight. Nine. Nine. Episode nine. Facebook.com slash bark it out. Twitter.com slash bark it out. Oh, I got this throat gimmick going on right now. YouTube.com slash mark out 11 as well as on Instagram. ProWrestlingTees.com slash mark it out. For me, I'm Chris Sweendog. Dave is at DaveTheRave underscore MO. And Brandon at BTTG161. So until next week, maybe, we wish you the best. Lucky future endeavors. Have a fantastic week.